Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we now have some 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 time, some distance from episode three of Loki, and we have time to think about the theories and craft them and like lovingly mold them with our little hands. Uh, and we're going to talk about theories and feedback right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name's Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, what has happened, my friend? I am ready. I'm ready to dive back into this because th- this episode was just so packed. And doing Dude, the lives, yes. like we watch it and then we go. And even when we're done, I'm like, I feel like we talked about everything, but I know that there's so much we didn't get to. So that's why I love the feedback episodes. Well, yeah. And I took um, like two pages of notes on the fir- when we did our reaction cast. And this morning I re- did my rewatch of it. And I took another two pages of notes that were completely <laughs> different from the first two pages of notes I took. And like, since we're doing feedback, I don't even know if I'll get to all of it, but I definitely like wrote down some lines and stuff that I want to talk about. Um, there's just so, and maybe I'll just like at the end, just run through it and just talk about each thing. Cause it's just like, do there's a Matt's so much. corner real fast. <laughs> oh, Matt's corner. He was here, but like, it was, it's, it's so much. I didn't do a good job organizing it. So it would be real scattered, but I'll just see what, what, what comes up. The biggest thing though, like I have a theory and I think it is really solid. And I just, I think this is where the show's going. Um, we, we talked about it last episode, but I really feel strongly that Victor Timely is a patsy. Like he, he has nothing mm-hmm. to do with, um, with, he's not he who remains people that we've all been speculating that he is like the new, he who remains will, that will rise. I mentioned it on the episode, but I think that um, that he was cre- his his whole timeline was created so that this Victor Timely character can do something that the He Who Remains or the Kang variant that's going to take over needs to happen to preserve the timeline that he has, and like they even say that in when the, in, the, in the very beginning of the episode, he's like, uh, Ravona, which we've been saying Ravana forever, so it's hard to remember. But they said her name like six times this episode. So it's Ravona, Ravona right. Renslayer. Yeah, right. I've been reading it in comics. It doesn't make sense. Um, she says that's it, and uh, he, and uh, Miss Minutes is like that's it. Talking about putting the book in the window, she says, this was mm. the plan to protect all of time. So it gives us the sense that this mm. is the beginning place of um, of of Kang's new variant. But I don't think that's it. I think that, that this whole season and like, th- okay, here, here's why I think that. <laughs> it seems that Kang has set up all of these characters with weights on their ankles. So, Ravona was was given enough information to be the leader of the TVA, but she was still kept in the dark. He doesn't like partners. They reiterate that over and over and over. He doesn't like partners. Miss Minutes was given all the information and like this, this just like an all-knowing being across time. She basically ruled with him at the end of the time, but refused to give her a body. And she thinks that's like she thinks that's a slight because she had her desires. But like, really, he's preventing her from making any actual changes herself. Like right. in the when she goes back in time and says, "I need you to put this book in this thing." That's because she needs Ravona. Like she still has to convince people on the timeline or various variants throughout time to do her bidding or even do his bidding. Like she can't do anything herself. So it's like, and, and, and now this Victor Timely character that he who remains has engineered, as far as we can tell, um, 
he provided in this book, he probably placed him on the timeline in this place, provided in this book, and then he says, I've always considered this book a correspondence with the brilliant author, the visionary author, Ouroboros. And so, and, and he also says the thing that he's created is the throughput multiplier, which is exactly what Ouroboros needs. So, like, oh, I right. think that he is just basically saying, like, I, I'm the best mind in the in the universe. I'm the best. I am Kang. I'm the best mind that the 31st century has to offer. And I'm going to put my mind in a place where it can create the thing I need to protect all of time, which is what uh, Ob is trying to do. Right. And but here's the thing. Here's the ankle weights. He put him at a time period. Like uh, Victor Timely discusses. He's like. I I have my ideas, but like the technology isn't here yet. Right. That's the ankle weights. Like it's this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't he who remains starting in 1893. This is he who this is a version that Kang has created that's like can't do enough because he doesn't have the technology. He gave him just enough information, but he didn't give him resources or technology. And like he put him in a time where he'd have, you know, uh, he he wouldn't have resources because of his race and because of his right. poor poor uh start in life in that like you know shanty town in Chicago or whatever like he it's so like it's so clear to me rewatching it that every character that he is using he's using them but he's also like preventing them from becoming his equal he's preventing right. them from becoming his partner. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and preventing them from becoming someone who could challenge him for his throne. Um, all the variants across the TVA, he's been resetting their memory for the same reason. The only person he hasn't done that to is Ouroboros, but Ouroboros seems to know nothing. Like, he, he's, he has this really strange combination of being this all-knowing tech genius, but there's this moment... <laughs> I love it so much. Um, Mobius says... Uh, we could maybe we could hack the system, and and Ouroboros looks at him and goes, "Oh, really? That's great news." And then and then like they're like, "No, no, no." He was throwing it out as an idea, and he's like, "Oh, no, we can't do that. We're all gonna die." Like he <laughs> he's so naive that he believes Mobius's idea could work because Mobius said it with confidence. Like, Ouroboros has this weird balance of, like, complete knowledge of how the TVA works, but a complete lack of, like, social knowledge and, like, ability to assess whether something is, like, good knowledge or... He just he just takes in whatever people say and, and doesn't have guile to him at all. He's book smart, not street smart. Yeah, exactly. Because he's been kept in the basement his whole life. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's that's the thing. He he needed Ouroboros to do what Ouroboros is doing, but he didn't want Ouroboros to have connection to other people because that would give Ouroboros the chance to rival him for like power. So now he's, right. he's again, he's shackled Ouroboros with these weights on his ankles to keep him from ever achieving anything. I just think this is like, we're going to find out at the end of the season that all of this has been a Kang plan preventing all of these characters from really rival him while giving them the tools to protect time. And I, I, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm completely with you on that. Probably. For the rest of the season. Like, that's one of the best theories that I've heard. And it makes the most sense with what I need to go back and watch them again. I feel so unprepared. 
Yeah, I, I feel really good about that part of the theory. But the thing is, that part of the theory goes with almost every other theory. That's just like how Kang is keeping people down. Now, like, what does that mean for the rest of all of these things? Like, um, well, also, and this goes with, we had some feedback on it. And you mentioned that actually a bunch of people wrote in this feedback. Um, and I'll read their feedback so we don't, so I don't just like, uh, throw it out there. I think I think we may have talked about this in the live too. Uh, Christopher Loggle, uh, I think I hope I said your name right, said, uh, "Did you notice while watching Loki season two episode three that while visiting young Victor Timely, the screen caption said the sacred timeline, but when visiting the older Victor in 1893, it was a, br- a branch timeline." Uh, thanks for all the fun, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, so. Uh, that that was brought up by a few people in different emails. So if we if miss we missed you, it's because we got a bunch. But we did kind of t- talk on that a little bit because we had said we that we thought it was because they threw the uh, book in the window was a branch timeline. Exactly. Um, but w- w- why that makes sense though is think about the sacred timeline, right? Like the sacred timeline is is he who remains his timeline, and it's it contains all the resources he needs for whatever. And right. his contingency plan is that he threw a variant of himself into eighteen ninety three or whatever, so that if he needed to, he could create this branch timeline. But on the sacred timeline, that means that book was never thrown in. So basically, on the on the sacred timeline, if that never happened. Victor Timely would just be this confidence man. Maybe not even. Victor Timely would have just lived and died with no resources and no uh, technology to speak of. Even though he's a science-driven kid, even before the book is thrown, he's in there like pouring stuff into beakers. He wouldn't have had the resources or the information to like make anything of himself. And mm. so it's just I, – I love this. I, I love that like – we can kind of see the the by seeing that it's a branch timeline. We're seeing the like play that uh, Kang has that he's like setting up a branch timeline just for him to get. He's trying to fix. A, he needs to fix the loom. I think he needs to right. fix the loom just like Ob needs to fix the loom because it'll protect right. all of time. And to do that, he needed a spare part, so he created an entire timeline, timeline. for a spare part. Like that so is crazy. that is so Kang. It's so comic book Kang. Like I love mm-hmm. it so much, and I love how clear and like I think it's going to set up a really tragic story for Victor Timely because Victor Timely has been like, this is the life that I've always dreamed of, the life that I always dreamed for myself, and I never thought it was going to be possible. It's not possible, bud. No, you're a he's spare kill part. You. <laughs> yeah, you are a spare part. Is all you are. You're a you're a v, you're a guy who's supposed to put something in you know uh, Kang's car or whatever. Like you are not the guy. Mm-mm. And, and and that's why it's so beautiful at the end when Sylvie's about to kill him. She sees that. She sees like you're not the guy. You're you're not the yeah. guy who did this. I can't kill you. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so, it's good so freaking good. See growth like that too in Sylvie. That just little bit of restraint and where I'm like character growth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and well, it's it's and it's beautiful character growth because it's character growth based on real. It's a character challenge causing character growth because she was like, if if variants show up, I'll kill them. That's what she said cool. in episode yep. two. Kill them all. <laughs> kill them all. But then this one, she sees and sees herself reflected in him, and it just shows. That she's a freaking hero, man. Like she's a freaking hero. She killed the bad guy at the end of time, but like she's not going to kill someone who's a variant. That's her whole vibe. Like that's her whole thing. She doesn't do that. Um, she's gonna let them make their own mistakes before she goes and hunts them down and kills them at the end of time. 
it's like you can either do this or, you know, your your branch will get snapped out of existence or you can work for me, which probably at the end I'm still going to kill you anyway, but I'm not going to let you know that. And I just want to know, like, what Kang do we think? Do we think it's he who remains who's doing this or is a new Kang kind of pulling the, way, the strings here? The way that he remains described it was like he would end up there anyway. So I think... This season, we're seeing he has a plan to sort of give himself the guideposts and the resources to have another version like himself that will arise to protect the sacred timeline in the form that he believes it should exist. Okay. I think. But I I, I no clue. Like, I I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think that's his plan, but I think his plan will be thwarted. I think we're... yeah. as you said over and over, Ouroboros, we're seeing this thing that's going to loop over, that has been probably looping. The reason this He Who Remains was so confident is I think he's been through this cycle multiple times and he knows, yeah, it's just going to work again, but Loki's going to get in the way. The, the oh, great yeah. trickster god is going to get, is going to pull the greatest trick and like finally break the timeline out of this loop. It's finally someone like powerful enough to stop him. Yeah. Ugh. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, we should get some feedback, because that's why we're here. Uh, Let's see what everybody else is talking about. Thank you for my Matt's Corner. Yeah, you needed it. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan Frazino, one of our patrons, says, Hey, Pandas, a couple thoughts on episode three. I agree with Matt. Well, thank you, Dylan. There you go. (laughs) The original Kang definitely still was born in the 31st century, but I think he who remains strategically placed Victor Timely in the timeline in an impoverished Chicago to protect slash hide him from the other variants as a contingency plan. That's interesting. That's an Mm. interesting take on it too. That's a different reason than I think, but I, I dig it. Um, there were a lot of amazing things in this episode, but my favorite little Easter egg was that before he ran to the Ferris wheel, while he was being chased, he was hiding in an ancient Egyptian exhibit. Uh, one of the first things Future Kang did was go back to Egypt and become a pharaoh, uh, which we saw at the end of Quantumania. Uh, just a thought that was super cool. Uh, love this show so far. Um, love this podcast and love you all 3000. Thank you, Dylan. Love you Aww. too, buddy. Love you 3000. I'd go right back to Egypt too. <laughs> it's like my dream time, like ancient Egypt. Like if I had a time machine, I would love to see it. Interest. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Just to, you know, find all the aliens and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, I would go back there and have them make me a god. Like, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, anytime you go to the past, that's got to be the move, right? Worshipped as a god, not an actual god. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have the powers and all, but you got to get worshipped as a god. If you're going yeah. to create time travel, why not? <laughs> um, just got to affect that timeline. Have you, have you seen Star Trek Into Darkness, I think it is? Probably the- not. Benedict Cumberbatch one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I really like the beginning of that movie has this like great scene where, you know, they're never supposed to appear in front of like uh, non-warp capable species or whatever. And there's just a great moment where they they appear, they they have to save their crewmen. So they break the rules and they enter the atmosphere with the ship. And then it shows the like native people like getting on the ground and and drawing (laughs) the shape of the Enterprise like it's their god. (laughs) And I just like it. I like it. That's funny. <laughs> it makes me think of the Eternals, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that they, for a while, were cool with being the gods, and eventually they're like, were like maybe. Let's do this. Maybe well, Loki this isn't did it, cool. too, in season one. 
of the of the show in the first episode when he falls through to the sand. Like he falls, he leaves with the tesseract and then falls through the sand and he jumps on the rock. He's like, "I am here to be your god." And then they're like, yeah. "I don't, I don't understand." He's like, "Damn it!" So well, that's working. like. I don't even know if he knew what where he was or if it was a time travel thing. That's just what he does when he lands. Like that's what he Somewhere. does yeah. when he lands on Earth in 2012 too. He's like, "All right, I'm here to be your god. I'm here to be your god emperor." Me and him have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real Loki, Ashley. That's true. I'm such it's true. A Loki. <laughs> the, I, I definitely like the uh, Pharaoh Easter egg there, but also um, the idea that he's hiding from the other variants. It's possible. It's possible that that's like some sort of holdover from another version or something that Victor Tom is there for that reason. The only reason it doesn't really make sense necessarily is because the sacred timeline doesn't have any other variants. So like, Hmm. but, but I suppose it just, it also, this, this brings us back to the question of how do these timelines work and are there multiple Kang variants with multiple sacred timelines just that don't, are not intersecting? Cause in that case you could have, a case where you need your contingency plan to be hidden. Maybe mm-hmm. he did believe that the only thing that was going to end up killing him in the end was yes. another Kang variant, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But he did plan for Loki and Sylvie. So I don't know. I don't know I don't what that know. means. Yeah. Um, it's interesting too. Like what was Kang going to do? Cause he was going to give them all the power. And I guess he was just going to go like, like he was bored at the end of time, right? He's done everything. He didn't want to stay there anymore. He didn't want to sit in the Citadel. So was he just planning to go like live? Was he going to do what Sylvie wants, which is like live out his life? Like live out versions? He would snatch up Ravona and they have two kids and a dog and a white picket fence, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Rachel Titsworth, one of our patrons says, hey. So I realized that Victor Timely not wanting a partner is in contrast to the tape Loki hears when he slipped into the past TVA. There, he who remains was telling Renslayer that he will be proud to lead with her. Maybe this is more evidence that Timely will not go down the exact road that he who remains went down, or maybe something will happen that changes Timely's perspective on partnerships. I do wonder if we're seeing a cyclic story um, unfold with everything that's happening now being on a loop forever. Maybe it will take a Loki to break the cycle. Hey, we just said that. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Can't wait to figure out what happens next. I think he was lying, you know, like, or playing her, or he just is into her, like, likes her. That's the vibe I got, too, was that, like, he he could just be lying to her. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's luring her into... Hey, yeah, come take this position at the TVA for a couple thousand years while I go rule the end of time. Yeah. Um, we're be, we'll be partners in this, but I still have to erase your memory so you won't know anything about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, or this version or. of Kang is just going to be different, um, which is very possible. And maybe, like, his relationship with Renslayer and his willingness to create partners is what will make him an even more powerful version than the he who remains they've already taken out, you know? Yeah. And I still like the idea that we'll have like one, maybe two Kangs besides like Iron Lad on our side, you know, yeah. like the one who's trapped away and it, like Kang the Conqueror, we still have, he's got to get out at some point And 
I don't know. It'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to have like one on our side. One thing would be really interesting. I, I've been thinking like it'd be cool if Victor Timely was on our side. And like I said, I think mm-hmm. it'll be a, I, now it's shaping up to be a tragic story. Like I think that yeah, it seems like a very very tragic idea that this guy thinks he's everyone is now telling him that he is going to be this powerful creature at the end of time. Miss Mitt's telling him, Renslayer's telling him that Loki, Sylvie, they're all like, "Hey, we got to protect you because you're the person who creates the TVA." And blah. so he like starts to really believe his own hype, and then it just like the real Kang shows up, and and he's not at all. <laughs> I'm excited for that. <laughs> I'm so sick. <laughs> I do think that there's like now that we know that he's like talking to Ouroboros, there's no way he's not going to get to the TVA and meet Ouroboros. Right. Well, didn't he go through the the TVA box at the end to go back to the TVA, right? He did. So next episode, we're finally going to get that. Again, someone said this is going to be the one. You've heard from your uh, industry connections that- uh, Yes, from my non-disclosable source, who will not disclose anything to me either. (laughs) Yeah, has not told you anything, but has seen the episode and says, episode four is going to be your favorite. And he told me that like three weeks ago. That's that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I I think that that's going to be a really fun episode. Just like based on all the stuff we're talking about, I also think that like we we we, we teased last week the idea that like Ouroboros could be Kang. I think this episode also gives us more information on that. Like the idea that Victor Timely has been playing them, well, corresponding with Ouroboros, and he considers this book this visionary Ouroboros that I've been corresponding with. Like, does that mean that Ouroboros is his equal? In mm. which case, does that mean he could be a Kang? It's like maybe that's the other part. Like we talk about Victor Timely being thrown in this place. But what if Ouroboros has also been just hiding out in the basement of the TVA, having never been seen before, except for once by Mobius? No one's visited him in a thousand years. He's just been down there working away. What if that's like the Kang that gets awakened, you know? And we talked Mm -hmm. about like, what if um, Kehu Kwan gets to play that like really interesting, meaty villain? I really hope they let him do that. (laughs) Me too. And imagine if it's like, you know, we talk about, we always talk about like when a villain arrives, they need to set up that they're the villain. They need to set up that they have that, that all powerful sense. And like, what if the way he does that is by like taking out and like showing us the tragedy of Victor Timely. Like he's just like, thanks. You helped me out. Bam. You're done. I've got what I need. Like, and he ascends, you know, I would love to see that. I don't know. I think it will happen. I just don't know if it'll be Ouroboros. I I, I, like but this with him, like, writing back and forth in that book with Ouroboros or like feeling like it's correspondence. That makes me feel like Ouroboros might be a Kang variant for real. Interesting. Cause he's know. something. He's something, something different. Uh, Rachel continues. Here's a non-serious red string theory that just popped in my head and made me laugh. What if Victor Timely is actually a Loki variant. He's shown his willingness to double-cross people, and our Loki referred to him as a trickster. I don't actually think this is true, but it it amused me to think about. Bye! Maybe that's why Sylvie couldn't kill him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We get like a a love triangle. Uh, Oh, no. A a Loki love triangle. (laughs) Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, we haven't seen jealous Loki. I guess we've always seen jealous Loki. Never mind. Oh yeah, jealous. not love infused jealous Loki. It's true. It's true. But <laughs> oh man, I, I'm still like we talked about it a lot last week because I think it had just happened when we got on the cast, so we were interested about it. But like, I'm still really, really interested in what the secret is about Ravona. Mm, me too. Me too. I, 
Okay, based on all the stuff I've been talking about, my theory, which, like, may be wrong, and I'm talking too much about it, and, like, sorry if this is my red string theory that, like, is not going to happen, but based on that, like, and based on that conversation he has with her in the past, like, maybe the secret is you're nothing to him. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, he's just using you, and it's going to make you really angry. Like, ooh, ooh. I hope it's the opposite. I hope it's like, oh, you're married, and you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Ooh, ooh. What about this? You're like, his daughter. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what about... I mean, that still could make sense. Like, like maybe that you're his daughter, and, like, he's... She's jealous because, in that same way, like, a stepmom is jealous of a daughter. You know what I mean? Like, there's that, yeah. like, that vibe to Miss Minutes. Like, why are you so focused on your daughter? Like, I why, t- hang out with me. I'm, yeah. your, I'm your true love. Um but what I was thinking is, like, w- with all this talk about how Kang works with people and uses people, but does not allow them to become his partner. So, like, right. what if he allows her to ascend and lead with him, but doesn't give her eternal life? Or something like Ooh, that. Like, yeah. oh, no, you, you, can, you can be at my side, but uh, I'm not going to teach you my secrets. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I like being with you for a lifetime, but that's it. Or something like, which is such a weird, it's like kind of beautiful. Like, no, I would love to spend a lifetime with you, but I have eternal life. I'm not giving that to you. Like, it's, it's like yeah. that vampire thing of like. Yeah, you better turn me if you're going to try to make me your vampire bride. Like, what yeah. are we even doing right now? What are we even doing right now? That's what got me with like Highlander. Because he's, he, he's the only one I've ever seen who stayed in the first Highlander. He stays with Heather until she dies. Because <laughs> he stays young and beautiful and she just starts to get old. Oh, yeah. But I, you don't yeah. see it that often in, in movies and stuff. No, no. I mean, even, even the wonderful Captain America didn't uh he was like who's my back. best girl <laughs> oh gosh gross oh, sorry. that was so it's so it's so funny uh it's so like feels like sacrilegious to me to like to say like treat uh captain america like a bad dude <laughs> it feels like oh no don't don't say he's like he would- i'm not going i'm not going i can't do it I, and i would get why it would be hard to go to visit her yeah. It took him it takes him a while. Well, I get the vibe that that wasn't his first visit, right? I don't know. Cuz she's like it's been so long. Well, that no, that's after that's after she remember she has she having a conversation with him and seems to know everything. They seem comfortable and then she mm-hmm. has a uh, she has a, a like like a like a Alzheimer's moment and then doesn't remember that she that, that he's back. Like mm. like so I it seemed to me in that scene like she seems to know him pretty well. Like, oh, oh, yes. When I created Shield, like they're talking about life stuff. Like, it does not seem like she's surprised to see him at all. And then she has an Alzheimer's moment and can't remember that he came mm. back. And it's so it's like he she suddenly has this like moment like you're it's been so long. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's terrible. Tears my heart out. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, just one more time, man. We never got to, you know, dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know shut them blinds do your duty captain <laughs> uh, oh uh hey let's uh how we talk about our sponsor day let's do it uh you guys sleep is the rock that the rest of your day is built on it is the very foundation on which everything else in our lives rely if you don't have good sleep everything else you are trying to do will suffer uh as i've gotten older uh that good, deep, refreshing sleep has gotten harder to come by and all the more necessary. I've tried 
a lot of strategies to make it easier, different bedtime routines, but my favorite one that I've recently found is Beam's Dream Powder, a healthy hot cocoa for sleep. Yes. <laughs> Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed that Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93 reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Yeah, and we have both been using this. Yes. I am really digging it. I mean, I, I am the little girl from The Ring. I am Sumara. I don't sleep. I sleep for maybe two hours at a time, and then I'm walking around. You know, it's like you'll fall asleep at 10, you're up at 1, 2.30, 3.30, and it's a problem. By the next day, you've only gotten maybe four hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. But when I tried Beam for the first time, I took it around 11.30. I made it, I mixed it with my milk, which made it into this like delicious, cinnamon, chocolatey kind of drink for fall, which was a perfect time to use it. And uh, yeah, I slept through the entire night, which is not something that happens for me. So I was mm. thrilled. Yeah. In all the like sleep things I've tried over the years, one of the most powerful things I've seen is just like having a good sleep time ritual instead of like for years when I, I'm a musician. So when I like just get home from gigs, I just fall down and then like watch TV for two hours or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But like having a ritual where I do certain things before bed, you know, obviously brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. But like, like uh, it, it just little things I do, like putting down the phone, doing the thing, getting set, laying down a certain way, like feeling that getting ready to sleep. My body gets ready. And this one has been huge for me. It's just like, it tastes great. It gives me like good vibes to sit and sip on it. It it takes a few (laughs) minutes to drink it. And I just like sit there and like drink the warm thing. And like my belly feels all warm. It's good stuff. I've been doing it with a bath. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know we love baths over here at we the Stranded do. Panda Network. We do. Because, yeah, and if you don't get sleep, I mean, it causes weight gain, <laughs> mood issues, poor mental health, and stuff like that. So if you take another thing, like a bath, that's supposed mm-hmm. to help with those things, and add this, you are, like, ready. You are ready for bed, and you are not waking up until the morning. <laughs> Find out why Forbes and the New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals, including us. <laughs> we're, we're the world's top athletes um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try beams best-selling dream powder get up to 40 percent off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash mcu pod and use code mcu pod at checkout that's shop b-e-a-m.com slash mcu pod and use code mcu pod for up to 40 percent off start getting better sleep yeah, do it. Earth to Chris, one of our patrons says, just listen to the reaction video. Uh, I was thinking Jocasta would be an amazing pull for Miss Minutes to use Tara Strong in live action. Um, uh, yeah, uh, pull for Miss Minutes and use Tara Strong in live action. I feel like Jeff's steampunk douchebag was showing a bit talking about the 1800s clothing. LOL. <laughs> Who doesn't love 18? Like, I, that's my favorite time period. I got so quiet when you guys were talking about 1800 clothing. I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's just like, was like, all, all right. the corsets. I think it's funny that corsets are starting to become like in fashion again, not like just wearing them outside, but like wearing real steel corsets under your clothes. I'm like, people, there is a reason why everybody died at 39 in the 1900s. <laughs> and besides all of the diseases, it was corsets. So yeah, Oof. go ahead, go ahead. Population control. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Suck yourselves into those steel bone corsets. Like that, that's healthy. <laughs> From there all the way back to, you know, kings and queens, like queens and stuff. But you used to 
die. You would die very early. Yeah. And there's yeah, a yeah. reason because you're like displacing all your organs. Terrible for you. That's okay. I want that three inch waist. Ah, you know? Make your tits look great. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Yeah, no corsets. need. No need for corsets. No need for those kinds of corsets anyway. Worked way too long in a renaissance fair, man. I don't know. You would take those things off at the end of, you know, an eight-hour day, and you would feel your body go back into place. And you're like, yeah. that can't be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but still my favorite kind of fashion. Ugh. <laughs> you go back, you watch, like, Interview with a Vampire, all those gorgeous dresses with the bum rolls and the hats. We don't mm-hmm. wear enough tall hats as a, as a society anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I think just in general, our, our society has gotten, like, just lazy with fashion. And it's funny because our, like, uh, runways are still full of, like, big, crazy things like that. But, like, we don't do that on a daily basis. We don't. Like, no. that's just not, yeah, I don't know. Emma Hunter says, I was a little disappointed with episode one. Episode two was good. Episode three has left me unable to sleep. <laughs> I, I hope in a positive way. That, that could go either way, I guess. You need beam. Uh, she needs need, some beam. <laughs> yeah, she needs some beam. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, girl. <laughs> Beam's dream powder. That's B-E-A-M dot com slash MCU pod. Use promo code MCU pod. Um, but continuing her feedback. <laughs> Firstly, Victor Timely is such a likable variant. I love him, uh, but I want to hate him. After the speech he gave to Sylvie about not being who she thinks he is, he needs protecting at all costs. Just me? Kind of, girl. A lot of people do not care for him. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. It's true. I've got, we've got some of that, too. I'm with you, though. Yeah, me, me too. I like him. Uh, he Who Remains is hell-bent on exterminating all of his variants as they're worse than him, but we know that he's a con man. What if we have good variants and they're needed to take him down? So, yes. He Who Remains needs to get rid of them all, good and bad. Here's hoping that Victor is the hero we need. I'm desperate for Iron Lad to be introduced. Maybe he could be a younger uh, he who remains significantly, not another variant, and is the key to taking Kang down in Kang Dynasty. Love you guys for all time always. Emma from England. Emma from England. Thank Emma, you, Emma, I feel like that's she's on the same page as us with a lot of what we were just talking about. Like there's, I feel like there's going to be some good ones in there who are going to help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be a mix. And I think that's what's so interesting about the Victor Timely character is they introduce Kang, uh, He Who Remains. I, I, I always just want to say Kang because it's like I know, a blanket term. It's hard I'm trying to, to be specific. Yeah. They introduce He Who Remains as this like God level, powerful creature at the end of time who is going to control everything. And so we have this like fear, just like Loki does and Sylvie do. So like it's really interesting when Sylvie decides not to kill him, there's this like half and half feeling behind like i don't want her to kill him either because i like victor but like i think she should kill him because he's a kang variant like yeah i'm as they've done a really good job of making me as conflicted as the characters and that goes all the way back to he who remains at the end of time when they're fighting over killing him i don't know what the right thing to do is in that situation like they've really set up such a wonderful wonderful uh moral dilemma for the characters yeah they really did I'm still like, Sylvie, you shouldn't have done that, girl. We would have figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the fact that she doesn't kill him at the end of this episode, I was happy to see it because, like you said, character growth, it's more mm-hmm. it's a more interesting decision. But like one thing I also think, as much as I love it, 
Victor really seemed to like know how to push her buttons. Like I know he's a confidence man, but he knows nothing about Sylvie. And the fact mm-hmm. that he begged for his life in this so specific a way to be like, she, he just hit her every single like thing that she would need to hear to not kill him. And yeah. it makes me like, that seems almost too specific that maybe Victor Timely has knowledge that we don't know he has. Mm-hmm. I don't trust yeah. anybody. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> this is terrible. All right. Up next, Jonah King says, Jonah here. I am a seventh year listener. Wow. And I absolutely love y'all's podcast. It's my first time ever writing in. So I hope you all can get it, get to it because I have a very interesting fact that I hope Ashley will like. Um, in Loki season two, episode two, uh, can we just take a moment to recognize General Docs for surpassing some of the greatest MCU villains in total kill count? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I know it's kind of a weird, but she killed only 30% of the branch timelines, which equaled up to somewhere in the 2.7 trillion people. Holy <laughs> crap. Uh, she just surpassed Ronan the Accuser, Hela, and Ego, and that is a big deal. And they just barely gave it a graze. Imagine if it would have been 100%. It's crazy to think about because Thanos is anywhere from five to ten trillion, and what if Doctor Strange is way up there wiping out his entire universe established to be over ten trillion? When then you have the Sinister Strange from DS Mom with twenty trillion, and not to forget, I don't know where he's getting all these numbers. I don't remember I don't all know. these, numbers, but maybe they're just calculations. Uh, but uh, from somewhere math. <laughs> to forget Infinity Ultron uh, with well over $20 trillion. <laughs> Like, it's just crazy to think about, but I know it would be a cool fact to share with you guys. Trust me, I didn't forget Kang either. Uh, haha, his number is just way too high to count right now. Plus, all the focus will come to him shortly, hopefully. Stay awesome. Uh, love you guys, 3000. And don't forget... Love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded far away or up close. You can see yourself in it. It's beautiful until it makes you bleed, Loki. Keep doing great, Jonah. <laughs> Thanks, Jonah. Thank yeah, you. I do appreciate that. Go, girl. Yeah. Living her best life. Well, so, absolutely. Uh, Doc says, pulled off one of the greatest, uh, you know, atrocities in all, all of whatever <laughs> time and space. <laughs> yeah. But we also heard this episode, they they treated it like a huge deal last episode. And I was like, oh, man, we even talked about, like, what if there's only six left and that's the six that we see for Secret Wars and blah, blah, blah. We had all these mm. thoughts. But, like, then we also found out, though, this episode that they're regrowing. So I guess mm. the same Nexus events happen again, if not otherwise stopped. So does that mean that the multiverse always takes sort of the same shape, in which case... Does pruning a branch, is it, like, kind of an impermanent death that, like, I mean, yes, it is a death. Like, you do, the people on that timeline die, but we get an exact duplicate of that timeline. That's that's sort of weird. I don't know. It, it feels like it feels like they should have been, like, more, like, those, those branches are gone. 
We are getting other branches now. If they said other branches are regrowing, it would have made more sense to me. But it feels like almost like they undid the crazy destruction from last episode. This might be a dumb question, but now that the Lyoth is gone, when people get pruned, it's not like they died. Did they all just get sent somewhere else? Is that what we're supposed to believe? And then the Lyoths were eating them? I don't think a Lyoth is gone, is he? I don't remember what they did with the Lyoth. Yeah, that's a good question. But he wasn't being tamed anymore. Like, he was only there tamed by Kang to protect that well, area. Well, he was, he, was, he was tamed and then left in the void. So if the void still exists, it's possible Eliath is still there. Because I think they, like, use their power to get past him. Like, they, while, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I don't remember exactly. They stunned him. They yeah. showed a bright light in his face and he was. Oh, no, no, she, uh. <laughs> She enchanted him. That's what oh, it that was. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she enchanted him. Um, which uh, old man Loki distracted him. They in, right. they worked together to enchant him, and then they walked through to uh, the Citadel. Because right. he was the guardian of the gate of the, at the Citadel. And Ravone is there now, right? Yes. That's how that episode ended? Okay. So at I guess we'll find of, out what's going on over there. Well, she's in the Citadel. She's not in the right. Void. So we don't know what's happening in the Void. Hmm. But but it yeah. seems like he's probably still there. It's like it's like Kang left him in a gate. He left him in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's like he's a in, fun little guy. He's in, the, he's in the front yard of the Citadel. But it's, but it's a fenced-in yard. At least an electric fence. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, and uh, yeah, I guess he's still running around or whatever. Running around eating, eating people from different timelines. Yeah, because where is everybody going? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing. I guess still the void. I guess mm. when they get pruned, it's a lot know. of a lot of people at once. That's true. Yeah, if all those, pr- well, see, that's a good question. We know the pruning sticks take them to the Somewhere. void, and we call it being pruned. Right, but pruning a timeline is like this bomb. We don't know if that's like is that. Pruning the timeline and sending it all there? I guess so, because we saw those buildings and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's hard. Hmm. Okay, uh, up next we have uh, Daniel Kuroda says, Greetings from sunny Germany, land of pretzels, beer, and pretzel beer bellies. (laughs) I like all of those things. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, It's not really sunny. (laughs) (laughs) I have been listening to your podcast for a while now and actually found the show after watching the first episode of Loki's season one back in 2021. Jonathan Major's performance got me so interested in Kang that I started to read more, uh, read some of the comic storylines involving him, including the Kang dynasty and only myself left to conquer. Uh, the way I remember it, Kang in Quantumania explained that the reason he had been exiled by his variants was his idea was to create one timeline, which would be controlled by him, basically making him He Who Remains. So my idea is that after Sylvie killed He Who Remains and the multiverse opened up again, there has to be a whole new bunch of Nathaniel Richards uh, with the potential to become the Conqueror and develop the idea of creating a sacred timeline and defeat the Council of Kangs. So in case the Kang from Quantumania is indeed dead, there could still be others like him, who can succeed with their plans and forget the Council of Kangs. And, of course, it could be 
the Kang from Quantumania is alive, and through his time in the Quantum Realm and wherever he was sent at the end of the film, becomes the most powerful Kang heading into Avengers Kang Dynasty. What we also see in the Loki series is that Kang, while very powerful, makes mistakes and tries to make improvements, like deciding that it is better for people in the TVA to not know that he is running it. Also, Ravona in Season 1, although she found out about the Timekeepers being robots, still felt a strong enough connection to He Who Remains without knowing who he was to not be against the TVA and what it stands for. Thank you so much for all the nice content. I have had a rough couple years with a couple long stays in hospitals, and listening to the three of you and the occasional guests has helped me a lot. All the best. I love you 3000. Daniel, a.k.a. Kangel, (laughs) a.k.a. Nathaniel Richards. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hope so. It's incredibly humbling when people tell us that the show has helped them through those kind of rough times. Yeah. So that means a lot to us. So thank you. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's very much on the right path. I, I think he's totally right. Like, I think that Kang is probably has tons of variants that could rise, and it's just a matter mm-hmm. of which one will. And I think that he who remains idea is that he make his version rise. I think, because he has his sacred timeline that he's perfected, and he wants it to be the one that rises again. So I'm assuming that, like, maybe whatever he's doing with Victor and Ouroboros and the TVA is going to set up his version of the 31st century to be the one that has the Kang variant that will be, like, whatever, successful, or will conquer. Hmm. Yeah. I just I, I'm looking forward to see some of these Kangs start taking each other out. When, when are we going to get there? There's too many. <laughs> it's making it so confusing. It's a really good point. We keep talking about like when will uh, when will we see you know the Avengers fight the Kang Dynasty or like how will that go down? And but like first the multiversal war has to happen, right? Like that's yeah. the like right now the that's interesting, man. Because we know they didn't like Kang the Conqueror because they put him in the in the quantum realm. So that was like all of them teaming up against one of them. We don't mm-hmm. know really. We know they don't get along with he who remains because he was like, I was done with all these losers and I don't want anything to do with them, which is why we're all kind of here because I can't trust them kind mm-hmm. of thing to take over my spot, which is so he was giving it to them. I don't know. Then well, you can't trust anything all, that he says. They all also just don't exist on his timeline. So like right. he created a timeline where they don't exist. So he's trying to, I guess... His over, yeah, I was just said this, but like, I guess his overall thing has to be to bring back his timeline. And like, is there a reason for that? Like, I wonder about he who remains, like, his connection to his timeline and his connection to the sacred timeline. Like, is there a reason? And I often think, like, you know, you, you got to personalize it to make his story really make sense. Like, does he have a family that he cares about? Does he really want them to exist? You know, what if he's connected to it? Like if the sacred timeline stops, what if he disappears completely? That's very possible. It does seem like once he gets to the level he's at, his connection to other beings is probably tenuous at best. Right. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is it all no. about power for him? Like it is Ravona apparently like, mm-hmm. 
it, it's kind of like you know eh, Batman the animated series. This is a weird pull, but like it's like there, <laughs> Mister Freeze existed in a bunch of incarnations of the Batman franchise, but then like the animated series brought him in as like this character that cared about his wife you know what i mean like it was all right. about so like what is that for he who remains or what is that for kang is there a thing that kang cares about above himself is it ravona um you know he sure didn't know. set it up with victor timely to have that implanted in him because he turned on her real fast yeah 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 she does not appreciate partners <laughs> mm. all right we got a couple more feedbacks in our doc and we're going to take a quick break and get to those up next Right after this. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Laziest one ever. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Back. very like go- Ghostbusters answering the phone kind of attitude. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> uh, up next, we got Gabby says, hi, pandas. Uh, I'm the person who wrote in with the serial killer theory, uh, which has been proven wrong, which is totally fine with me. I would just like to say as soon as I saw the episode was titled 1893, I was very excited. So although I was wrong, I would like to pat myself on the back that it was the 1893 Chicago's World Fair. Uh, and the name H.H. H. Holmes was said. Um, and that's enough for me. Um, <laughs> really enjoyed this episode. So much happening and so much new information. But even more questions. A quote comes to mind when I think what is possibly happening. It's the first line of the animated Disney's Peter Pan. <laughs> all of this hmm. has happened before and it will all happen again. Hmm. I don't remember hmm. that being a line from Peter Pan. Cool. I haven't watched Peter Pan in 37 years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my, for me, it goes, my mind jumps to Battlestar. Galactica? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Don't they have a very similar thing that the, uh, the like, so Cylons say? say? That's their thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't the Cylons say something about, or like, all, all this has happened before and it will happen again? So, anyway. Oh, yeah. The hot yeah. blonde one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and sh- uh, Gabby continues, did the Kang before He Who Remains also set up He Who Remains to run the TVA, just like they're doing with Victor Timely? Thank you for all you do on your left. <laughs> Made you look. Gabby. <laughs> that was yes, good. we agree. <laughs> yeah, so definitely good call with the Chicago World's Fair and H.H. Holmes. You called it a while back. I don't think it's going to be Victor Timely, but I do think he's doing something there with him. Well, and it all it all begs the question of like, does each new version of the TVA 
does it mean there's a new he who remains slash Kang? And we talked about this, but like that part that Loki was flashing back to was that the time period where there was the rise of the new Kang? Or oh, I've been meaning to say this. I was wrong on a previous episode. I said. <gasps> <laughs> I know, I know, it's crazy. I'm sorry, guys. I know that you turned to me for nothing but facts, and I really, really failed. Um, but uh, there was a, there's a, I said, I said that when he goes back in time, they're responding to the fact that there's a bunch of branch timelines, and then that's when Loki runs up to them and says the thing about, hey, where, where, where Mobius, I found him. And he's like, who? And he's like, who are you? Like, that's at the end of the season. But I was wrong. There are not branching timelines happening at the same time. Those are two different scenes. Like, th- that is happening in the future. And then he runs up to Mobius. And we were just assuming those two timelines were connected. They're not actually in that room at that time. It was They're in, like, the library when he runs up to him. Um, I had Got forgotten you. that. So, so one of my early theories was that ti- Loki was bouncing back and forth between the last time Kang rose and the ne- the new time that Kang is rising. And it's mm. sort of like he was going to learn information. And I do still think that's possible, but it definitely isn't necessary because it didn't seem like Mobius was dealing with a crisis. They're just like dealing with normal TVA business or whatever. Right, right. But the, the question is, is each new version of the TVA where they infuse the Citadel at the end of time with gold leaf or whatever to create the new version, it all comes back together. Uh, is th- each time that happens, is that also a new Kang variant or has that same he who remains been there through multiple reiterations of the same cycle? Mm. Cause we really Guess don't wouldn't be you know. a he who remains that long if it wasn't him. Right. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't, we just don't know how long that is. And also the fact that it's the Citadel at the end of time is not in time. So he could right. be there eons watching his timeline spin. And then Sylvie and Loki show up. They kill him. So at the end, I my theory is that at the end of when he's like doing that thing where he's jumping around and then he drops the piece of clay on the uh, on the desk and says, this moment. I don't know what happens yeah. after here. Yeah, yeah. I think that is... I think each time that this story plays out, whoever he who remains is, and I'm sure maybe it's a new variant, that time happens a little later each time. So, <laughs> like, he who remains rises, like, lives out existence, creates the sacred timeline, lives at this in the Citadel for eons or whatever, and he's he's getting tired, he's very old, and then he, he has this experience, maybe it's with Loki, maybe it's with different characters each time, like who knows who he brings into the Citadel at that point, but he knows, he knows what's happening with Loki and Sylvie because he's done this before, and he knows exactly what they're going to do up, up until that moment. And then the next time, he will know the next moment, and he'll know to avoid that knife or whatever, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, that's funny. So, like, maybe he's done it 5,000 times, and each time he, each time we see him, like, do that little jump thing where he dodges the, the knives that he knows are coming, where they try to kill him and he jumps around the room, maybe every one of those is another time where they did kill him, and he's, like, had to set this up with each time he's jumping around, you know? That's crazy. That's crazy. Like, it's too much time. Yeah, it's a lot of time. But each one would, 
experience it differently, but it's weird and boring because he knows exactly what's going to happen. And that's why it's just so delightful the way Majors plays it right there. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like bouncing in his chair. Like, Ooh. yeah. He's like, Oh, she's really going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh my gosh. I got to yeah. go watch that episode. Um, all right. Uh, up next, we got Todd Fitzhugh says, Hey, legends. Mm, legends. Ooh. I like it. Um, I hope you're all well and enjoying the show. Episode three was another really solid 45 minutes of TV, I thought. Um, as I thought it was going to say TVA. Uh, I'm too much in the show. <laughs> uh, as we hit the halfway stage, I just wanted to take stock of all the players and their motivations. A few, I think, are straightforward, while some are still unclear. On the surface, Miss Minutes and Renslayer seem to be wanting to restore things to the way they were. Sylvie clearly wants the TVA blown to kingdom come, while B-15 seems to want to let the branches grow and save lives. However, it's when it comes to Mobius and Loki that I become more cloudy as to what is driving them. Yes, initially it's to save the TVA from collapsing, but... How do you see the series ending for them? Loki seemed to be on board with the single sacred timeline idea, and Mobius seemed dedicated to the TVA. But I'm not sure yet if he's a single or multiple branch man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I really enjoyed that sentence. Um, I never really think too deeply when I watch, so I may have missed something. Um, I'd be happy for the series to end with Loki in charge of the TVA, Mobius as his number two, and Sylvie having got promoted to shift manager at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for the entertainment each week. Always listening, Todd. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, I think this question is one of the biggest questions... Like, not just for the characters, but for, like, the MCU as, like, a broader thing. Like, what's the goal here? What is this goal? What is this show leading us to? Like, season one ended with lots of timelines. That means the multiverse can happen. It opened the door for the multiverse saga. But, like, how will they tie that up? Will it just, like, end up as another sacred timeline? Will it uh, end up fixing the loom so that more timelines can exist so that we can have the multiversal war so that we can have the sacred timeline. And yeah. And I, I don't know. I think Loki at this point wants the sacred timeline because he thinks Kang is so dangerous, but yeah, maybe we'll find out in this next episode, like him getting to know Victor. Will that alleviate some of that fear of the Kang variants, you know? I don't know. It's possible. At least, but he, you know, meeting other variants of himself, like, one can be really cool and the other one can be a psychopathic murderer. Like. Yeah. One can be your love and one can be an alligator. Yeah. It just, you know, it really does depend on the variant. I do think within the next three episodes, we are going to get some real Mobius backstory. Because I feel like we're mm-hmm. owed that at this point, especially with how much they're harking on, like, you don't even care. You don't even want to know. You don't want any of that. And he's like, no, I don't want to know anything. If they don't give us some of where he came from at some point, I'm going to be a little annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I agree completely. Um, I mean, I definitely want it. And, like, I don't know how long this show is supposed to run. 
Like, I really thought we were going to get it by end of season one. Like, I thought we were going to have him on a jet ski before the end of season yeah. one. And now I, I definitely think we're going to get it. But I don't know, like, they have not announced a season three of this show. But it seems to be a show that is capturing the audience back in a way that, like, Secret Invasion kind of lost. And so if, like, if that happens, if if we see, if this ends well, if they can land the fucking plane, um, like they did not do with Secret Invasion. Kevin Feige, I read an article that may or may not, may or may not be true. So allegedly, I read that uh, that this doesn't end in a cliffhanger. Okay, okay. That's good. Allegedly, I, I have a feeling that they, they weren't sure they were going to get a season three. They knew they were getting two, but like, according to the original timelines, twenty twenty four was supposed to be like Kang Dynasty. So like, it seems like I this. Know. Yeah, tw- is that right? Twenty twenty four. It that- was. I think isn't it at the beginning of the top of the thing here? Well, that was that's that's been updated. Um, oh. Oh, maybe it was twenty five. Uh, maybe it was 25 and 26. Yeah, that was it. So it was 2025. So maybe there was room for one more season. But like, I have a feeling all of this stuff on this show is supposed to be leading us towards Kang Dynasty and um, Secret Wars. Yeah. So how that all happens and how, like, now that they've been pushed off a year, they probably have time to make another season it's, or two if they want it's to. It's pushed till 2026. Yeah. The Kang Dynasty is. That's the next Avengers movie, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so far away. <laughs> I know it really is. It feels it feels crazy. It feels to be insanely that far, far. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, we're almost done with twenty twenty three, though. Like, yeah, that's true. But then we have two full years, ugh, until yeah. a full Avengers movie. Yeah, and we haven't gotten oh one in any of phases four or five. So it feels feels long. I do it think. Does feel we're going to have other big crossover th- events, though. Um, I mean, Deadpool 3 is coming, like, soon. Um, May, right? Uh, Yeah, May. May 3rd, 2024. Yeah, Deadpool 3. And so, like, 2024, we've got Deadpool 3, Capt- another a new Captain America movie, which should have a lot of crossovers, and the Thunderbolts, which should have a lot of crossovers. Like, okay. dead, like 2024 is going to be a, a, a year for Marvel crossover stuff. It just feels like none of those movies are going to focus on the multiverse, though. And then it's what twenty twenty five is just Fantastic Four, and then we go into um, having to wait for yeah. Kang in twenty twenty six. That is crazy. They might put some more stuff in there, but yeah, as of now, the only thing is supposed to be Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think that they're going to put more things in there. Like twenty, I don't, and also I don't think that twenty twenty six like is just going to be Kang Dynasty, and and I don't think twenty twenty seven is just going to be Secret Wars. I think that they're going to. Uh, use, I think part of the reason they pushed it back was they see that like these phases are not coming together the way we wanted them to. Right. And they're like, we need to fill in a few more like gaps in the story. Need to tie things together. Yeah. Make it make sense. But the fact that we've got like 2025 right now, like you said, Fantastic Four is the only thing on the block. And Blade, is it indefinitely like suspended? We have no idea what's with Blade. Like at one point it was supposed to be 2025, but I don't know now. So, uh, I think that 2025 will not just be Fantastic Four. They're going to do something, and then 2026 will be more, and 2027 will likely be more. So, like, I think we're going to get maybe four or five more movies we don't even know about yet. Okay, good. But also, Daredevil got put on hold. Like, no. But the thing is, The Strike did a lot of this. The, a right. lot of the movies do The Strike, and I think that the people at Marvel are getting a chance to, like, 
figure out what they really want out of this phase and start like Kevin Feige is starting to is having a chance he's not on strike and him and his like producer teams i bet are sh- are surely like working on like what they want the benchmarks to be for these movies and how right. they want to make them and i think that it will only make the phases five four five and six better agreed like hold on like i have no problem with them keeping and rewriting and rewriting to make sure that it is good you know yeah same 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 um, all right. Well, uh, that is, uh, I guess that's all the feedback we had. And uh, for, for episode three, uh, we appreciate you guys writing in and keep it, keep them coming. Uh, MCUcast at gmail.com. We don't mention that enough. Uh, so please, please write in to MCUcast at gmail.com if you have anything you want to talk about um, or us to talk about. And uh, hit us up at patreon.com slash MCUcast uh, for uh, supporting the show. Patreon.com slash MCUcast. We got a new Illuminati tier patron this week. Woo! business daddy um so thank you thank you thank you very much our new our new business daddy yes yeah <laughs> so thank you thank you to jazz viz for joining the illuminati tier uh, over on patreon that's huge um those like seriously those people who've been doing that and all of our patrons is like what allows us to continually be consistent on the show because like like we've talked about we we've had problems with our hosting and our ads have had problems here and there and stuff like that like we our ad money is very variable um that's one way we get make money on the show the other way is the patreon and like the patreon is what we have consistently coming in because you guys have been awesome to support the show so thank you thank you thank you uh, we're going to be doing a patreon hang out yeah. next like next week so I'm not saying I have favorite children, but the Patreon children are my favorite children. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be back soon. Um, oh, by the way, let me mention this uh, since we've only got one more week of it. Uh, the, by the end of October, we're, we're giving away Loki Steelbooks over on Multiverse News. And if you go to strandedpanda.com and click on Multiverse News, uh, you can see the little ad of how to sign up. It's basically, we're going to give one away to our patrons over on Multiverse News, one away to people who are sharing the podcast and one away to people who are giving us five-star reviews on uh, iTunes or Spotify. So if you give us review, if you want to do any of those things to support Multiverse News, and if you just haven't checked out the show yet, go check it out. Uh, we're, so we're, giving, we're doing that giveaway, and we really want people to come support. So thank you. Oh, let me jump in there with my giveaway too. Cause for always in October over at Billy and Ashley's terror theater. Sorry, I didn't know you were doing that. We didn't know we were, I was putting it. We posted it on the same fucking day. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw as soon as I posted it, I looked at, I saw your post. like, Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. We didn't That's realize okay. we, were... we always do it in October. Okay. I'll know next but year. It's okay. I mean, people like free sit, so whatever. <laughs> Uh, if you go over to Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater for the entire month of October and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, you we are going to do a raffle at the end of the month and pick a curated Halloween or horror t-shirt uh, specifically curated by Bill and I. So yeah, head over to iTunes, Bill and Ashley's Theater, or Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater, throw us a five-star review, and you could win a t-shirt. Sweet. Do it, guys. Do it, guys. So lots of cool ways to win stuff. Go do those things. Support the other shows on the network. Uh, really, really help help us out. Um, and we'll be back soon with more Marvel content uh, for our reaction cast this week. I'm freaking excited. I'm, episode four. Episode four. Everybody's been saying it. I know we only have three left. Blah. Yeah, I don't like that. But episode four is supposed to be the best. And just I, Ouroboros is going to meet Victor Timely, and I want to know what happens. Ugh. So soon. So, so soon. So soon. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.
Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right. There's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 